Hey, everybody. Welcome to Built for a Purpose podcast. I am your host, Jeff Vanderwall. Uh, today is going to be a great episode. You're coming on an adventure with us. We're going to unpack the business realm. We're going to talk about purpose. And we're talking about callings and, and how uh, your background can shape and mold um, and take you places that you could have never imagined. And so um, today is going to be a phenomenal time together. Um, I have my friend here to minister to talk about um, her background and where she comes from. It's going to be exciting and it's going to be a fun time. So uh, without further ado, today on the Built for a Purpose podcast, uh, we have Karen Conrad Metcalf with us. Thank you yes. for coming down and joining us today. Thank you so much, Jeff. I'm really happy to be here. Very honored to be on your podcast. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, you and I have done some media stuff together um, and just our paths have kind of crossed yes. over the years and, and it's been a blessing. Um, and you're a powerhouse. Like you've, you've got, you've got some amazing stuff that you um, carry with you, carry on you, your anointing and, um, and you're very unassuming, which I love about you is, is um, something where, you know, when I got introduced to kind of your, um, your world and wealth builders and, and, and you're really got a, a um, a glimpse at your anointing. I was like, wow, this is like legit. Like she wow. knows her stuff. And so, um, Thank it's fun. I'm, I'm excited for people today. Um, not only just because, um, we've be, been able to develop a friendship, um, albeit we haven't known each other for a really long time, but, um, spend enough time around each other, um, to watch you in your element, to watch you minister to people. And I think today will be no different. So it's going to be really good. It's awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. And, yeah. uh, yeah, I agree. Like we really connect and the purpose thing is, mm -hmm. is like, wow, a foundation for me as well. So I think this is going to be really a fun time. I, I agree. So I would love to just hear kind of high level where, uh, you grew up, kind of what your, um, your story is kind of upbringing and then, um, kind of how that transitioned to when your life started to, to take some shape. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so I grew up, Jeff, in a really small town in Minnesota called Wells, Minnesota. Okay. About 2,500 people. I was a middle child. I have an older brother and a younger brother. And my dad, who is going to be 93 next month. That's impressive. Still doing amazing. <laughs> he was a banker. And so he ran a bank and uh, we had farms. We grew up going to my mm. grandma and grandpa's farm. And just like that small town girl, right? And then I hit that time where I was going to go to college and, you know, you have to figure out what are you going to do? And so what do you think I did? I went into banking. That's perfect. <laughs> Big surprise, you right? Dad, if that's what you Exactly. Do, yeah. And it's kind of like all you know. So I went into banking and I really felt like my life was planned out. Mm. Okay. I got married, uh, have a son, Levi, who you know mm -hmm. you've met. Yep. And I just thought I would be in banking forever. We had a beautiful home in Minnetonka, Minnesota. And I was really climbing the corporate world. A matter of fact, uh, one of the last positions I had in banking, I was actually written up in the Minneapolis Star Tribune as a mover and shaker. Hmm. So everything seemed to be just moving as planned. However, one day, uh, my HR person came into my office and sat down, and she was a friend of mine. Her name is Marnie, and she had a pretty serious look on her face. And I said, Marnie, what's what's going on? You know, And she said, I need you to call this phone number. And she said, it's Tim, who's my husband. Uh, and he, this is going to help you understand like how this happened out of the blue. I thought she was talking about her interim president, Tim. I mean, it was just like totally, okay, what of happened to Tim? Yeah, yeah, of the bank. And she's like, no, Karen, I need you to call this phone number. It's about your Tim. And it was a hospital. Hennepin County Medical Center. Mm. 
So I was thinking, oh, what did Tim do now, right? Construction, I thought maybe he fell off a ladder, whatever that would be, and I would have to go down and pick him up. And I called and I expected that I would get the nurse's station, but I didn't get the nurse's station. I got the morgue. No. Yeah. And in, I'm telling you, Jeff, it was like in a moment, my whole life was just blown up. And mm. I had no warning, nothing. He had just gone actually to get a checkup and everything was fine. And in that moment, I was a widow, I was a single mom. And my life just crashed before me. Wow. So uh, Levi was 16 at the time, and he was actually coaching basketball in like an inner city camp. And I had to go get him and tell him that his dad died. So it was one of those times where um, we sat in the backyard. I still remember this. And we made a decision together that we knew God had nothing to do with this. Mm. And it was powerful. And at the moment, it was the right thing to do. But I didn't realize the impact that that would have and actually the trajectory that it would put us on. So obviously, it was a very rough time. Um, 16-year-old boys need their dad. Yeah, no doubt. And they were best friends. Mm. So my life changed dramatically to like, what what am I going to do to raise this boy? And... um, you know, I had some help from my parents, uh, which was really great, but it it wasn't it wasn't enough. I mm-hmm. had to figure out the path I was going to take. So I read a book, which many of you probably are familiar with, Wild at Heart by John Eldridge, yep. and then I followed it up with Fathered by God. And I give him so much credit for those books because um, the typical single mom that I'd seen is you're you're trying to be mom and dad. Mm-hmm. What those books showed me is that I have no masculinity to to be able to pass on to Levi, and I needed to believe God for people to come in and father my son. Wow. So, um, and there's a lot to unpack in there. You know, obviously, you know Levi now. We yeah. have a very happy story. Oh, Doesn't yeah. anybody's like, great. oh my goodness. Um, but at that time, Levi was getting ready to go to college. We had picked out a college in Florida. He was getting uh, ready to graduate. And I looked at him. He was going to be, he had just turned 18, actually going off to college. And he was not doing well. And the Lord spoke to me something really profound. And he said, you, um, you have one chance to be a mom. I will restore your career. Wow, that's great. And he led me to quit my executive job, which when you're a widow and a single mom, can I just tell you like mm. money is is really a source of fear. It, it can become your source because you you don't have a husband yeah, to right. lean into. I had a big mortgage, all this. And here the Lord was telling me to quit my job. Um, but I knew the voice of the Lord and just something in me. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Mm. So I quit my job, and uh, there's a story in there, too, how God just kind of leads us down a path of dissatisfaction. I didn't understand it, but I do now. I wasn't very happy in my job, which was unusual for me. Yeah. Uh, So I stayed home with them that summer, and we just spent every day just driving around Lake Minnetonka. Any of you familiar, we'd get in the Jeep, you know, go get a coffee. And I just knew I needed to spend time with my son and just help him journey through this time. 
So mm-hmm. we got to that point where he was ready to go to college three weeks beforehand. And he says, Mom, he said, I think I'm called to go to Bible college. And it's like, what? <laughs> That's awesome. You know, I'm thinking, wait a minute. Uh, I'm going back to banking and, uh, oh, my goodness, what are we going to do here? And the only place we would ever go would be Karis Bible College because yeah. we'd been listening to Andrew. Yeah. So at that point, uh, he thought he wanted to go down to the Jacksonville one in Orlando one day. And Winter was someone that is amazing. And he was over that school. And Levi loved to surf. So I said, you know what? I, that's fine. I'm going to support you in whatever you want to do. But I said, why don't we go out and let's just check out Colorado. And so we agreed to do that. We road trip 15 hours out. Have you ever been to Colorado at this point? Only when I was okay. like in eighth grade. Okay. Never since then. So we traveled out and we went, this was when it was on Elkton Mm -hmm. and we were going through and the Lord spoke to Levi and said, if you come here, I will bless you. Mm. That's awesome. And then at that, that age, he's like, okay, you know, I'm going to do it. Well, there's no student housing. I have one child. He's 18. I was not going to send him out to Colorado and just like be on his own. So I said, I'll move with you which was the craziest thing. My parents are like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. I just feel propelled to do this. So we rented out our executive home. We had, uh, I still remember the picture of this, Jeff, today. We had a U-Haul with my little Cadillac CTS in the back. We had our dog bolo. Rural drive, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, and our clothes. And we headed off to Colorado. We didn't even know where we were going to live. That's amazing. That is so strong. I love that. It was crazy. Um, And so then we just, you know, Levi started school. And I thought I would get a banking job out here. Uh, No banking job. Anywhere that I would apply. I mean, I was an executive over multiple, multiple parts of a bank, a billion dollar bank. I couldn't even get a teller job out here. Yeah. And i that's amazing to me because I feel like when we... When you hear stories about making that transition and it's like, as somebody that hires people, I'm like, how could that possibly be? How could it possibly be overlooked that you're like, I'm just I, like, I'll count the money like <laughs> exactly. to start there. That's pretty, that's pretty incredible. So I, 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 I can't wait to unpack some of this if you're good to, I, so for our listeners as, as um, even as much as I've communicated with you, yeah. I actually didn't know that story about uh, the corner. I had no idea. I did not realize that. Um, So a lot of this is is new to me, but I do know that you ended up, uh, I did know that you lived in Woodland Park. I just know how you got there. And for those of you who don't understand Woodland Park, Mm -hmm. Woodland Park is like, I mean, it's blue collar, right? It's a blue collar mountain town, right? So I'm sure you said Jacksonville, Florida. Is that where you were? What part of Florida? No, I was in Minnesota, but Levi was like trying to decide between the two. So Minnesota was small town. So going from small town to small town. So it wasn't like this, it wasn't like you were in Minneapolis, downtown Minneapolis. It's a huge paradigm shift or was it? Yeah. Well, actually I had moved to Minnetonka, which is like right there in the cities. Okay, And so, yeah, I was, that's where my whole territory was. And so, yeah, it was a pretty big, big shift. shift. Yeah, plus yes. going into the you know the winter world, um, coming from Minnesota, where it's definitely winter. To definitely. This, yeah. So, okay. So I got to ask you this because yeah. um, I see like these fingerprints all throughout the story, but people don't have the luxury of knowing you, uh, your uh, some of your background. So, an executive banker um, understanding what's happening to moving to a small town where. Um, 
you know, the, you can't even get hired as a teller. <laughs> yeah. um, but I can't even imagine having kids and, and having that really that paradigm shift in my life is this way. And now it's this way. Yeah. I'm spending t a couple years at Levi moving out here with them and how much change that must have been. But I think, would you say it was easy? Was it hard to move or had you been through so much in your life? That you're like, moving's easy compared to losing your husband. I can do this. I mean, I, I don't mean to categorize it like that, but was that how you, the lenses of how you saw some things or, or making those transitional and pivotal life moves, were they difficult or less difficult at that time? Because you'd seen so much change. Well, um, I think I was much more pliable at that point just because of what we had gone mm -hmm. through, but it was difficult. And when I came out here, my plan was I'd come out for a year, get Levi settled. I would go back into banking because I was pretty well known there mm -hmm. and I, you know, did really well. So I just thought this was a little blip, right, that it would get back on track. But what was really hard, Jeff, is that my family did not understand what I was doing. Mm. Um, and... It was um, hard to explain that. And none of my family moved out of Minnesota. We're a very close family. But at that point, uh, I had a propelling on the inside. And so I had been with God long enough to know that there was something supernatural that was actually propelling me to do this. It wasn't my normal strength. It wasn't in um, like thinking things through. It was just like this supernatural movement that mm -hmm. I, I was almost like not aware of what was going on, but I just kept moving in that direction. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does. And in fact, I, I'd, love to, I'd love to spend a little time on that because I think for our listeners who really feel like God's speaking to them, but it's like, wait, move where? Do what? Right. But you know when you know when you know. But, you know, the Bible says we see dimly in a mirror. It's like we don't see things clearly because we need to attach our faith to things, right? Because mm -hmm. when we move in faith in these areas, we know God's calling us. He's going to he's going to orchestrate things and he's going to use things to be able to um, open doors and do amazing supernatural things that yes. help us move forward Absolutely. Um, and co-labor with him in that. So in that knowing, we'll call it, or that propelling, as you're saying, how did you, um, how did you attach your faith to that? How did you, how did you have like a firm grasp on that to say, I don't, it doesn't matter what other people think about this. It's, it's happening. I'm, I'm moving forward. What yeah. is that like? And how did you do that? Yeah. You know, I really think a lot of it was because, um, of my son, right? It was like my world had changed so much that I just had this amazing young man that the Lord had entrusted me with. And as any of you that are parents, you're going to know, like when you're in that position, I was, I was truly just thinking about him. Mm. And I think it was in that, that I, I really had the strength, no matter what people were saying to do that. And um, things kind of started falling together as well. So like we got our house rented right away to amazing renters. I had um, friends of mine that did understand what we were doing, that they came and they packed everything up. So things started to move in place sort of at a supernatural pace, which allowed me to stay focused on Levi. And I was just going to do anything I needed to do to make sure that I did everything in my strength to set him up well. Yeah. 
And I'm sure yeah. there's two, but there's probably like a, there's probably two sides to that coin too, where you're probably like, but I also don't want to be, you know, the mom that's like hover <laughs> yes. mom, right? So yes. it's like, I, I recognize that, you know, you got a ditch on either side, right? Yes. I'm sure there was that. Because totally. listen, every parent goes through that to a degree, right? If you care right. for your kids, it's like, I also don't want to be hover dad, right? Exactly. When I got to let them, you know, do their thing. So I can't, mm-hmm. I'm sure that was a, um, I sure that I'm sure that was a season of, of discernment, right. And working through it that. Was. So you got a job in Woodland Park, but it wasn't in banking or was it in banking? Oh no, I, I didn't get a job and it was oh, wow. crazy. So even when we came out here, our first two weeks, we lived in a hotel, <laughs> I have stories. Oh my goodness. Of our adventures. You know, we had to leave on the weekends because it was too expensive, you know, on the weekends, it was absolutely crazy. Um, so I never got a job. And so I was like, well, I'll just go to school with Levi. (laughs) That's how you ended up at Karis by default. Yes. By default. So I just enrolled in the first year and it was like, you know, and Jeff, you know, we were, we were really tight because we were close, but then when you go through something yeah. like this, it was like we just had each other, mm-hmm. right? And the Lord, that was pretty much it. So um, I started going to school, and then we just switched to night school. And we really liked that rhythm because we could, you know, kind of, I don't know, go hiking during the day, go to school at night. And it was a smaller group, so it fit well. And then I was like, well, I can't get a job in banking. And they kept advertising the phone center. And so I was like, okay. There were some giants made in that phone center. Amazing. So I started working at the phone center. I went from $200,000 a year, which, you know, this was in 2012. So I was making some pretty good money to $10 an hour. And I went from uh, leading and managing over 300 people to having to sit in a room with somebody half my age that would critique my calls. It was the most humbling Mm. experience that I could have imagined. And and honestly, it was confusing. You know, you just like, what what is going on that my life was, you know, here, Mm. written up in newspapers, like top performer. And now I'm sitting answering calls and I am getting uh, critiqued if I'm praying right or if I'm going to the right place to tell them about a product Uh, It was really an amazing, difficult time. But during that time, I didn't know what was ahead, which a lot of times God doesn't show us. And I I do really think there's some people that are saying, oh, my goodness, I can relate to this because you don't know what's going on. And Mm -hmm. this is going to encourage you. So stay with me because God's got something really good for you. Amen. Um, and then Levi actually got hired at the phone center too. So if you can imagine, not only were we going to school together, we were working together, (laughs) quite the pair. Um, anyway, so then I thought, well, gosh, you know, maybe I could get like a supervisor role or I would start applying for things in the ministry because my background was pretty strong. Right. So I thought maybe I can at least like oversee a shift. Um, anything I applied for, I got denied. And then I started to say, okay, God, I think this is like a supernatural hand on me, not the way I want it. But things were just stacking up so weird. I was up on the wall as a superstar performer, but I could not get a job anywhere else in the ministry or even a little bit of a promotion. Though all my reviews and everything was pointing to me just doing a really great job. 
So during that time, um, the Lord started putting on my heart to go into real estate and to start a home staging company, which, by the way, I'd never done home staging in my life, but I knew it was the Lord. And at that gift, point, though, are you good at it? Uh, I am. Yeah. I wasn't. But yeah, now I've got two books coming out on it. I've got a, a Sweetie Hospitality and Liftable mm. TV seasons. We do that. Yeah. But at the time, I had no natural talent wow. or schooling okay. that would even you know point me in that direction. But I literally at this point, it was like I was so humbled and I was so pliable because it it's like, well, I don't know what else is ahead, but okay, I'll go for it. Um, mm. So I left the ministry. I started pursuing that. And it was about maybe four months later, I got a call from someone named Paul Milligan. I know Paul Milligan. Who was the new CEO of Andrew Womack Ministries. And uh, he asked to talk to me. So I came in and I talked to him. And I found out, Jeff, this was this is a wild thing. This is really going to encourage people. I found out that the guy that was over the phone center that could have promoted me but didn't actually went to Paul and said, hey, here's a resume of this, this girl named Karen Conrad, and I really think you need to probably talk to her. Wow. That's awesome. Isn't that amazing? So then Paul hired me, and I started out as a partner and pastor relations mm -hmm. manager onto the marketing director, then VP, you know, starting Truth and Liberty, Gospel Truth TV, doing the first live stream for Andrew, yeah. if you can believe it. Just the first wow. marketing department over conferences. It was just like Andrew used to look at me and say, you know, what is it you do? He goes, oh, yeah, you just do everything. Mm -hmm. But think about the time of just not Stewardship, knowing what was going yeah. on. Could not get a promotion doing anything. So I just I just stayed with it. But I didn't know that I needed that to get the heart of the ministry because of where God was calling me and what his plan was for me. If I wouldn't have in humility gotten that heart of the ministry, praying with people, getting those phone calls, really understanding what goes on behind the scenes, I would not have been equipped mm -hmm. for all that he called me to do. Yeah, and it's so compelling because if you look through the Old Testament, if you look at the, it, I mean, it's just riddled with stories of people that have stewarded a season. Yeah, like none of this makes sense. I mean, exactly. That's what makes it so tangible. You know, um, Paul talks about all the the Old Testament um, stories being for our admonition. And it's like, well, what does that mean, and how practical those really are to our life, and being able yes. to see that that stewardship season, you couldn't have known, you couldn't have kicked up the open those doors, but God's right. promoted you in that, and I, I think that's so powerful because it's when somebody's got talent. We've talked about this on the program before. Um, it's so easy to try to kick a door open. Like you could have totally. just been like, listen, like I'm going to walk in and I'm going to just drop my resume on people's eye, and I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna yes. wow them into a job. And you probably would have ended up on a completely different trajectory. So to be able to steward that season is really powerful. That is, it's such a biblical principle to do that and let God open the door and highlight you. Um, it's phenomenal. I, I wish I um, knew then what I know now, mm -hmm. but that's what's great about like conversations like this is like you just related it back to the Old Testament. You know, I, I probably could have picked that up, but in the time it was just like, well, I'm just going to do my best. Yeah. I don't get this, but God, I do trust you. I think we all look back in hindsight with 2020 yeah. and it builds our faith mm -hmm. to look back and say, God is so faithful. He, he did this. He did this. He did this. You know, 
But, you know, you look at David and he's like, I've killed a lion, I've killed a bear. Now I'll kill this uncircumcised Philistine. He still had to go out and like actually do it he at did. that time, right? So he's like, <laughs> there's still a moment there of just like, totally. but now I have to actually do this. Totally. And I think that's where, um, that's why I love, I love the kingdom perspective. I, I love uh, walking um, in, in the footprints next to God. I love walking with him and I love co-laboring with him because I don't know exactly what it's going to look like, yes. but I do know he's going to show up and I do know that it's going to look like him and it's going to look like me and it's going to be something special. And I, and so when I look at your story, I, I see how, how he made you, your, your characteristics and stuff that you're a go-getter, but also that you got, you became pliable, right? Yes. You've gone into these different metaphor, yes. metamorphoses. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I would just say that. You're, I know what you is. mean. <laughs> Metamorphosis. Um, thank you. So basically like this, this process of growing and shaping. And so you get promoted. Um, for those of you who don't know who tr what Truth and Liberty is, Truth and Liberty is one of, I would say, the most influential um, Christian mm -hmm. um, political organizations really in the country. Amen. Right now. I agree. They're like the tip of the spear. Yes. So that came out of a brainchild of you going, I need to get you guys together <laughs> and watching, you know, the sparks fly with, with um, it's like Andrew and, and Lance Wall. Yes, Paul Milligan was there. Billy was there. Amazing people, right? Yes. So, um, and now you see the fruit of that is is incredible. I feel like it's just getting started, even though yeah. that, that's been a bit of a season. But yeah. um, and and all the stuff that Andrew's doing now too. We talk about Andrew all the time on the podcast because he's been so impactful in all of our lives. But yeah. with what you've transitioned to, so how did you go from? this total kind of rewiring this, mm -hmm. this whole season. Um, and, and then obviously you're not at Karis anymore at, at the ministry anymore, right? Outside of a volunteer position, or do you still yeah. serve there at times? I'm sure you're there sometimes. Doing I something. am there quite a bit. I'm the assistant director of the business school. Yes. Yes. So I do do that. Um, and I do teach there sometimes. And of course, Dave, who we'll talk mm -hmm. about a little bit later, he works there. So I am there quite a bit, but I'm not an employee of the ministry anymore. Well, and I've had the privilege of watching you in your element, um, the business school. <laughs> I'm going to just give a plug right now to Karis Bible College, because obviously you're a product of, of Karis Bible yeah. College. Your son is. Um, I am as well. Karis Bible College, uh, you guys hear my story a lot about how um, I got turned on to the Lord and I was like, I'll do anything. I'll go anywhere. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, I want you to pastor your company. And I was like, mm, wow. okay, um, how do I do that? And I'm like, well, I better, I better get in the word. So I like <laughs> went start. to, uh, I, I decided to go to Bible college and actually, would you know that our business increased tremendously while I was at Bible college. So That's I'd go amazing. during the day and make phone calls on my way home. And I worked like four hours a day instead of 10 hours a day. And we prospered. Um, it was I incredible. Um, more to unpack there, but here's the deal. C-H-A-R-I-S Bible college. Mm -hmm. um, if you are curious about going to the next level in your faith, that is where I would highly recommend you go. Um, but then they've got their two-year program, but their third-year program is mm -hmm. phenomenal. I mean, they've Amazing. got um, the business school, which obviously you're a big part of, um, and writing that curriculum and watching the fruit of that. But they have, what are they, so they got practical government, which is, from what I understand, the top-notch um, yeah, government um, education that you can get. Absolutely. From a biblical perspective. And then they've got like arts and worship. They have other. Yeah. Praise and worship. And, worship. and then arts and media. Yeah. Um, and they've got global, global ministry, ministry yeah. missions. It, it's really kind of like that, that seven mountains. It's phenomenal. It's, it's phenomenal. So um, shameless plug, but <laughs> Karis Bible college will we'll probably put like a, 
like a little link or something yes. in here because um, it's worth noting. So tell me about your adventure as you've kind of transitioned out of mm -hmm. that. Um, I don't want to jump the gun, but you and I really kind of met at the Wealth Builders um, world. Um, and so obviously there's a transition period to that. Um, and I think it's good for our listeners to understand that your background and your leadership ability really started to to take shape and then even grow um, significantly. And you've got a, um, you're the vice president of Wealth Builders mm -hmm. now, which is just making a massive impact, which is so mm, exciting. So God. it is so good. So can you unpack that a little bit yes. and then maybe transition to, into some practical um, elements of how, you know, your story kind of took shape and, and yes. um, is practical to, to people in their walk and their yeah, journey. Yeah, absolutely. So when I was um, really looking back in my life at Bible school, not a lot was making sense to me. But when I got positioned where Paul brought me in and just really mentored me, uh, I started to realize that, you know what, my life, God had this beautiful thread going in my life, even though I wasn't living for the Lord early on. I didn't really know that he had his hand on me, but looking back, I could tell he had me in banking mm -hmm. so that I could actually bring some things to the ministry that he had called me to help bring to the ministry. Awesome. Yep. So it was nice to know that God had been purposeful in my life, even when I was not living for him or didn't, didn't understand the relationship that I could have with him. So during that time, um, I met Billy and Becky, and they were really mentors for me. Mm -hmm. Do you know how when you're in a situation and you kind of have people in your corner they were like these people that were always in my corner. Yeah. And um, one of the ways that I describe them is they are one of the, or the key couple, I would say, that have helped shape me into what God has called me to be. That's awesome. Amen. And so in that time, even though I was working at the ministry, Billy wasn't formally with the ministry. He was on the board at one point. I began to have a relationship with them, and I just knew like they were just watching out for me. What I didn't know is that I would eventually meet my husband. So during this time, I kind of joke about this because we moved out here in 2012. From 2012 to 2018, I did not have one date. <laughs> Really? And so, years. yeah, I'm like, Lord, oh my gosh. So now I'm working for $10 an hour and I can't eat. Like, what's going oh, on? And I had a desire to get married. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah, it was hilarious. I, I know. I think God has such a sense of humor with me. Uh, but anyway. His <laughs> favorite. Just so, so you know. yeah, his favorite. So it was so sweet because I was at a meeting. I had met Lance and I was at a meeting and I, I don't even know how this. Lance Wall now. Yeah, Lance Wall now. Yeah. I don't even know how this came about, but but Lance was going to come up to the ministry. And so Andrew had reached out and said, Karen, I really need you at this meeting because I was the one that kind of put together, you know, all the packages, like, what are we going to do with this? What's this going to look like? And so of all the strange things, it was me and I have no idea why Levi was at that dinner. No <laughs> idea. It was Andrew and Jamie, and it was Lance Walno, and then Mercedes, who yep. Mercedes Sparks that works On with the them, show, yep. and then Lance brought his friend Dave. Well, it's so random. So we're at Applebee's, all sitting around, <laughs> and Dave is sitting next to Levi. I've got um, Mercedes here, Andrew and Jamie here, Lance here, and what I didn't know is during dinner, 
Mercedes and Lance were texting, what do you think about Karen and Dave? Okay. <laughs> and I thought Dave was married. So it wasn't even like, I mean, there was like not even a thought. Yeah, not paying attention. But then Levi was uh, an arborist or he was becoming an arborist at the time. So she talked about trees. So I didn't think anything of this. Okay. Then that next May, I get a call from Annabelle was Lance's wife and she left me a message, but I was like really busy and she's finally like texting me, Karen, I left you a voice message. Will you please call me back? So I called her and she's like, Hey, do you remember that guy that was at the dinner with you? And I said, yeah, I remember him. She's like, would you ever be interested in connecting with him? And I'm like, well, I think he's married. And she's How long like, did that take between the uh, dinner? It and was the... like October to May. Oh my gosh. Like okay. this is months, yeah. right? So, Anyway, I said, okay. And so Dave will tell you this story. But he, he called me and he said, um, hey, or no, he texted me and he said, hey, I would really like to connect with you. I know you talked to Annabelle. When could we maybe have a phone conversation? And I'm like, in two weeks on Tuesday. <laughs> Seriously, this is like how like now, I'm not trying to give you dating advice because you obviously don't need it anymore. Okay, that's not a great. That's not a great. It's not great. Okay. And so it was like it, you know I love it and and anyway so Dave and I we we talked a lot. I, I really think talking on the phone is a great way yeah. to connect. So we spent hours on the phone, and our first official date was actually Lance and Annabelle's son's wedding, and um, that's when we first really met in person. And I just knew, I just knew, like there was just something there. Um, but if you fast forward a little bit, you know, th overthinking things, I'm just sure. like, I don't know, do I even want to get married? So I have this really funny story about uh, Bethel and a Sozo and all that stuff, which we don't have time to talk about today, but sometime we will. It's very interesting. I almost yeah. walked away because I didn't know, but from the trauma that I had gone through losing my first husband, I, I literally had this wall of fear mm. that was around me. And, and it was, I, I, I didn't know, but subconsciously, I wanted to avoid that repeat of trauma yeah. at all costs. So we almost didn't get connected by God, right? Mm -hmm. He kind of got through to me. And then Dave and I got uh, engaged later that year in, in December of 2018, and we had started dating in May. And we got married the following March. And so we'll actually be married five years Already? next month. Hey, that, that's fast. That seemed like five years. Like Oh, just I, like... It was a thing, like when you got married. I remember. Yes. I mean that, and so I, I, would have, I would have said three max, but that's awesome. Five, yeah, five years. And um, what was really sweet about it is when I was sort of in that indecision, my son Levi said, "Mom, I really think you need to give Dave a chance." That's a big deal. Isn't that a big yeah. deal? So from there, uh, Dave was a pastor at Gateway for over sixteen yep. years, and uh, we just really felt that I was to move down to South Lake. And so I moved and I walked away from all so You were just I, the explaining ministry. the whole thing that just happened. Yes. Yep. And there was another season. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was sort of, it's sort of like a morning sometimes when you're just like, okay, I knew I needed to go. But can you imagine how hard it was like to, to leave that situation? Yeah. But you just have to do what God called you to do. Um, and then from that point, 
when we were down there, I started to work with Billy and uh, just the beautiful connections, you know, with mm-hmm. Andrew, I'm still on the board at Truth and Liberty, now being the assistant director at CARES. I teach there sometimes. And now Dave is the executive director of Army. Yeah. God, just like in relationships. And I know it's because, you know, we we left on the, on the right note, if that makes sense. Yeah. And God was able to keep that door open and then just the generosity of Andrew and Jamie and and people like Billy. And so now we're just kind of coming back into a a new season here, Dave, coming up here. And I really think that what we have ahead with Wealth Builders, Andrew Womack Ministries, Karis Bible College, what you're doing, the connection with you, Mm -hmm. there is something big that is happening right now, Jeff. There is. We we talk about the... The, the really when Billy and I were talking about it last time we talked about the third great awakening, but really it's this reformation that's happening yes. um, in society. And, you know, I use the reference to the tip of the spear, but what I love, so I'll, I'll circle this around, but when you were speaking, I, I felt like the Lord told me that you left at the right season instead of doubting and staying too long. And then it's kind of overcooked yes. and then you're coming back. Right. There's like, yes. everyone here knows when you've stayed too long and you were supposed to go, good. but you didn't, it's like, I should have gone, yeah. but it takes faith to move. It takes, it, it takes, um, you know, it takes a, to a leaping off to do that. Um, and so I think that's why you're seeing so much fruit and so much connection that mm-hmm. stayed connected. So I recognize everyone on, doesn't understand all these names that we're talking about, but what you do need to understand is, is that there is something happening, not just in Colorado, not just in the United States, but actually globally, yes. there is an awakening happening, a spiritual awakening, Amen. and it is a reformation. And I, and I love how um, you can break down really the difference between uh, a, like a, a revival and a, and a reformation. That's where Billy and I were talking last time. Uh, is that Reformation is actually like a, a, re, a re-engagement from society to biblical principles, right? It's like this awesome. pushing back of, like a revival is inside the church, but a Reformation is actually a complete recategorizing. Impact. In, yeah, re- recategorizing of how things are done. And you're, yeah. and you're seeing this amazing um, collision happening right now mm-hmm. between the world system and the wokeism and this this yes. complete um, counter wokeism with um, the truth of the gospel. Yes. And so this is such an amazing time. I think that's why we've had so much traction with this podcast, because I believe people are trying to get equipped and putting tools in their tool belt to say, I want to be a part of that. I want to matter. I want my life to matter. I want my marriage to matter, my kids to matter, my, my business to matter. Yeah. And really, ultimately looking at your story and and this journey that we we've gone on is like okay now we're in this season where you're like okay god's used all these different components he he put you next to these really giants of faith no, if we're just I'm being like, candid about it you know even believe it's it it's, a, it's amazing i feel the same way that i'm like i tell jen all the time i'm like how we ended up in this place is is um is so humbling and so fun it's so amazing to be a part of it but it's not just for you and it's not just for me and it's not just for those. It's, it's God wants to engage with everybody, right? That's, that's wants to, that really is, is like, I want to get engaged with yes. God and go do something. So right now with wealth builders, with Andrew Womack ministries, with Karis mm-hmm. Bible college, all the things that are happening, what are you seeing? Like, what are the things that when you wake up in the morning, when you're having coffee with Dave, you guys are talking, mm-hmm. what's really turning your crank right now? What's the thing that you're like, this is, this is really, really exciting. What are you seeing God doing and, and um, how's he using you in that? 
That's a really great question. I, I think that there is so much capacity that we have. And I think one of the things that Dave and I are seeing is that when we've got that relationship, that that core with God, and we understand our purpose. And for me, like God's just really shown me, my purpose is bringing vision to reality. Mm-hmm. The expansion that we are able to do as individuals, as part of these organizations is is just blowing us away. You know, we, we have multiple businesses. We're in real estate. Mm-hmm. I'm honored to, you know, be working at Wealth Builders and all this thing. Well, how can someone do that? It comes back to purpose. So what we are just seeing is that people that are connected to God and they're saying, God, I'm going to be willing and obedient and trust I'm going to see and live the good of the land. Mm. And we stay close to our purpose. What we are just blown away is the connections and the relationship and the impact that kingdom-minded, and that's the point I'm getting to, kingdom-minded people. And it's almost like when you look around, it's like Andrew is very kingdom-minded, yeah. right? It's like, look at what's happening with his ministry, okay? You're kingdom-minded. You're in the automotive industry, and look what you're yep. doing, right? And you and Dave have connected with some really yes. amazing yeah. people that he's connected. So yeah. we're seeing it's these relationships, and it is a kingdom perspective. It's not my ministry, Right. It's what are we doing to move the kingdom forward? And so that's what I'm seeing, Jeff, is people that have said, you know what? It's all about the kingdom. God is moving through those areas. And I really think right now, in 2024, um, the scripture that God really has given me for this year is in Amos. And it is where the reaper is really overtaking the plowman Mm. and the sower. So what we're seeing, and Dave just had an amazing dream last night that is just like right in line with this. With this. We'll, we'll chat more about that. But it's like um, if we can imagine and see what God wants to do in and through our lives, this is a year it's going to come out into like we're going to see it, yeah. right? It's going to come out from in here to out here. So whether it's our families, whether it's our businesses, which I think businesses is, is a huge part because we're really the mission field. That's right. The people you're touching in the automotive industry are not people going into the church, nope. but they're connecting with you and the realization that we all we have Jesus in us. So wherever we go, whether it's in our real estate, whether it's my marketing agency, whatever it is, I am bringing Jesus with me. And it's that understanding in reality that we don't have to wait for people to get into church, but we're bringing the church to them. that's right. So I think this year, if we believe God, we are going to see that scripture come to pass in our lives and in the kingdom of God. So um, that's really where Dave and I are pressing in. We're trying to think bigger because sometimes you only (laughs) know what you know, right? And so part of it is like having conversations like this or being around people. And it's like, wow, I just have to think bigger and dream. So if we can purposefully imagine with God, and this is the thing, you don't have to be concerned about your imagination. If you're living for God, he is going to show you Mm -hmm. things. We know where the guidelines are. But I really believe that God is saying, I'm looking for people that will believe me. And it's not going to look like it did years ago. This is different. And it's in the business realm. I 100% agree. So that's that's where we're really pressing in. And um, we're trying to not look at ourselves uh, we know like our mistakes. We know like our, we just know us yeah. too well, right? So it's getting outside of ourselves and just saying, you know what, Lord, I'm actually going to humble myself 
and put my capabilities, um, anything that I think I can do needs to go to the side. Because if I live my life subject to the restrictions of my being as Karen Conrad, right, I'm never going to be able to do what God has called me to do. So it's letting him flow through us and setting aside limitations of trying to do it in our own strength. It's so powerful because when we say it, it, it sounds silly when you say it, but if you'll submit your natural to his super, that's where the I supernatural comes in. Yes. Because in the natural, we can... We can do some stuff, but we can also make a mess. Right? Yeah, so, um, been there, done that. Yeah, me too. And, I, and you know, one thing that Billy said has said this to me a lot, and he said this on the podcast is he said we're not looking for perfection; we're looking for order. I want to make sure so you're. Good. I want to look. I want to sure. I want to see somebody that's in order, and not somebody that's perfect because that doesn't exist. Awesome. And I and I and what's encouraging to listeners too, and that because that encourages that encourages me. Because we're all on that journey. But, you know, one, one thing that I have realized is, is what you're talking about when you start setting out in faith, I think in our natural man, we want to see big things happen mm-hmm. to say, I'm going to do this and then this is going to happen and that's going to happen. But in the kingdom, it's like, it's like these little diamonds that you'll find along the way that will actually turn into massive multiplication. Yes. It's the thing that most, the world would completely overlook or walk past. I agree. And and I think that's where um, you and I both come from a very natural industry, banking and automotive, yes. where it's like, it's everyone's always posturing and there's always a new thing and it's always, it's all these different. Yes. And, you know, when you talk about being in the marketplace, we'll have somebody come in, we'll have a hundred people not notice anything that we're doing differently besides, oh, that was nice or whatever. Yeah. But then we'll have that one person that strikes a chord with somebody and gets, you know, born again or healed or whatever. Yes. And it's, it's, uh, and that's how, you know, like we're in, we're in, it doesn't have to be 99 out of a hundred that recognize it. Usually it's only one out of a hundred that recognize yeah. it, but that's all that you're called to do is just live for Jesus, be the light and let it, let it take hold. And I think that's exactly not just our business, but it's any business that's in the business mountain. I, I want to be able to break down the seven mountains of influence for our listeners the people that don't know that, because the way that even Lance has, has really articulated that, um, is just so fascinating. And I, I tend to look at the, the ministry mountain and the, the, like the church mountain and the business mountain, because mm-hmm. I think we need more of the church people in the business world and we need more yeah. business people involved in the church mm-hmm. world. Those are kind of my two mountains that intersect. Yes. So and obviously, you know, um, Dave, your husband was a pastor. I mean, he's a pastor yes. for years and years at gateway. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, uh, army stands for what? It's the Association of Related Ministries International. International. Basically, it's Andrew's Ministerial Association. And so it's, there's like 1,200 right yeah. more now. Like the, these yeah. ministries that are, you know, they might be in Nowheresville, mm-hmm. Missouri, but they are connected to this boss. So he's pastoring pastors kind of is. is what he's doing, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you guys have definitely the church mountain that you've got going in connection there. You're in the political world, mm-hmm. um, sitting on the board of Truth and Liberty. So um I'm going to take a little bit of a different direction here because I think this is really important. And I've been kind of banging this drum for a while and I want to get your take on it. Okay? <laughs> yes. I think, and I don't know if you've even thought about this, but I think the reason why most successful business people stay out of the political world is because they're afraid of losing what they have. Totally. What do you think about that? And do you, if you do agree with that, um, what is the biggest, how, how, how do you overcome that and encourage people to get, to come, you know, like instead of being underground, like actually coming out and starting to stand for righteousness in the marketplace, 
what does that look like? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, what you're talking about, the way I have looked at that is really fear of man, mm-hmm. right? Because if we're concerned about what other people think, and so we're not going to say anything or we're going to go with some of these ungodly things, I, I think there is, um, you know, God is full of blessing, but I think the blessing is going to come when we stand strong on our godly principles. And and there's a scripture that is really amazing with this. And it talks about the very thing that you think keeps you safe, right, is agreeing with man. But actually what keeps you safe is agreeing with God. Yeah, it's good. And so I think what that looks like is um, I think that business people like need to stand for godly principles. And I know it can seem risky, but the... I've always looked at biblical things. It's kind of like everything's turned on its head, if that makes sense, yeah, to the natural thinking. Totally, it's backwards. Yep. So I would just encourage people, and the way I've been actually approaching this with, we have a lot of businesses too, is like, you know, we're we're Christians. We have Jesus in us. We're part of the kingdom. It's every part of my DNA. Mm-hmm. So if I try to piece off something, I put it in another bucket. I'm not being true to myself. I'm certainly not being true to God. But actually, I had to get to the point where I had to understand that I'm actually cutting off a potential blessing from that because what I'm saying is that the world is my source, not God. Yeah. And so whether it is in the way that you communicate in meetings, you know, we don't always need to um, preach the gospel in our businesses, but we live it and our, our values, our guidelines are in line with that. And when we stand firm in areas, do you know that even if people don't agree with us, at least I've seen this, they'll respect us. 100%. And so if we can say, you know what, I'm going to stand on godly principles and know that at least I'm being true to myself, true to God. I really think the attraction of multiplication is going to come on us at an mm-hmm. even greater level. Yeah. Plus the impact that we have, um, you know, when we see young people, I love young people. I love the younger generation. And they can sniff out somebody that is not authentic. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? You've probably oh, seen that too. 100%. So when we are trying to put one foot here and one foot here, we are, we're actually like totally ineffective. Yeah. So I think it gets to the point where, who am I trusting, Jeff, right? And you do such a great job. You're trusting God and you're all in. Now look at the multiplication you've experienced yeah. in your business. There is story after story after story, but it's that decision that I am all in. And um, that's what I would encourage business people to do is like, hey, get get your foot out of this side and yeah. put it all in with God. Man, I, I, I agree 100%. And I, I would say too, if, you, if, you, if you're like, I, but I'm not in order. I mean, this is what I would say. Because yeah. Jesus, Jane, this is so funny. Andrew said this to me the other day. He goes, Oh, here talking about something. And he goes, um, I just, I believe a great increase for you. He said, he said, um, he, he quoted a scripture to me, but Jesus said, he goes, you know, uh, hundredfold return in this life with persecution. And I kind of laughed and he goes, why'd you laugh? And I go, <laughs> like, I don't know. You know, he's like, <laughs> like a nervous laugh. You know, oh, like, no. Am I not supposed to laugh? And he, and, Cause he's like, and, and he's like, that's what he said. And I'm he like, did. he did say that. Right. And the persecution comes from all kinds of different places mm-hmm. and, and you can count it a joy. Right. Right. But I think in a practical way, um, you know, we, we get concerned about getting audited 
we get concerned about like, well, what if I get audited? What if they do to me what they're doing to Donald Trump? Like, oh my gosh, right? Exactly. And and he's like the one person that actually can weather this. Yeah. I, I I don't know anybody else that would have been able to I don't either. put up with this financially, but, emotionally. Um, yeah, I mean, all, just for the bandwidth. But the the point is, is like. Satan is going to, he, he's going to prowl around like a roaring lion. Like anytime mm -hmm. there's great increase, at least this has been the story in my life. Yeah. Every time I've seen God show up in amazing big ways, I've had adversity right before that, or even in it, yes. like, it, it does happen. Mm -hmm. And so my encouragement to the listeners is like, listen, if, if you're not in order, um, in fact, I said this at business school the other day to the young people, I don't know if you heard me say this or if you're in there, I said, get your books in order starting at jump. Because if you actually go where God is saying you're going to go, don't get caught there out of order. Because so good. when adversity comes and you're, you know, you're exposed. Yes. You, your only other choice is to go underground is to say, I can't stand up. I can't. I can't do that because I'm going to lose what I have because I made it in my own natural, right. Um, through my own natural devices. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, I hope I'm articulating this well, but what I'm trying to tell you is be above reproach on every area of your business. So when God does call you to move to an incredible level and do amazing things that you're not mm -hmm. compromised, um, Good. you see these presidential, can presidential candidates drop like yeah. flies cause they find something and they're like, yeah, Right. Yeah. It's the same thing in the business world. So I, I believe that that's a tangible element to that where God's calling people mm -hmm. um, to great increase and great, not just great increase, but great places of influence in the mm -hmm. business community. And don't, um, what's that scripture that says, don't, um, don't miss your day of visitation. Like when it's yes. go time, be ready be to go. Ready. Yeah. yeah. In, in, in season and out yes, of season. That's right. Yeah. I agree with that. And I have a personal story in that I always saw like, if you're going to, get a big haul, which we, we pray and believe God, like we want the multiplication. I, I see my business being a billion dollar business. Yeah. Right. But did we get our net out? Right. That's right. Or if he actually answered that prayer, what shape would our net be in? And we were at a point, it was about not that long ago, I would say maybe um, three years ago that the Lord really spoke to me and said, you need to get your accounting in order mm -hmm. because if you don't get your accounting in order, I can't because I love you. You know, he loves me. He could not bring me the increase that I was praying for. And that's a good father, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. I'm not going to awesome. bring something on you that's going to hurt you, but yet I'm not going to withhold what it was. Yeah. So that was a time where I was like, you know what? Let's get that CPA. Mm -hmm. um, let me get that bookkeeper. And I'm going to commit to this because if he wants me to go to this level for impact for the kingdom, but I I'm not willing to do the practical things to get things in order. I'm not promotable at that point. That's right. I, I'm not, you know, I wouldn't he withstand. Loves he, he loves you, me. But you just, he can't take you where you, you're exactly. not ready to go. And I, and I think that's part of it too, is when we were, um, we were called to move up here, you know, we like Texas coming back to Colorado and all that was not in the natural, something that we were totally excited about. But Dave and I prayed and we just said, you know what, Lord, um, we just want you to know we're willing and we're obedient, and your part is to bring on the good of the land. Yeah, amen. Right? So it's sort of like when you put that trust in him, you do what he says, get your accounting in order, or do this, or restructure, or whatever that is. You might not know what's ahead, 
But that simple obedience to say, you know what, Lord, I don't understand all of this, but I'm going to say yes to you. Amen. On the other side of that is something that is more than we could ask or think. Yeah, that's where right? it kicks in, right? Step by Come step. On. Yep, I love it. Yeah, I mean, sometimes when I sit there and I think, uh, you know, exceedingly exceeding abundantly more than you can ask or even think, I'm like, and that's how do you prepare for that, how do you, how do you, um, cause you can't, you can't quantify it yet. Exactly. You can't I don't know what it, it. is. <laughs> but, like, I, you know what I think about? I think about Noah and I'm like, Noah yes. didn't cut corners on the ark. No. I mean, was it 120 years he built the ark? I believe 120, so. 120 years. Think about that. Think it's about a, the persecution that guy right? was I mean, like. What a, look at that knucklehead. <laughs> I know. And so, but you can't cut corners. And, and then the rain was, um, I would, I would categorize as abundantly more than he could even imagine. Um, and, but he was saved through it, right? It was just yes. an amazing, it's just an amazing story. And I, um, I can tell you that part of me getting in order, part of me understanding this is, um, this is going to be a plug for wealth builders. So I want to talk about wealth builders yeah. for just a minute. I want you, if, you, if you'd plug the event next Absolutely. week, I think that'd be amazing. Cause I think people that even can be there, yes. can be there, but if they can't, they can at least see it online. But mm -hmm. I've learned stewardship being around the Wealth Builders team. I've learned stewardship being around um, Billy, being around even just yourself, just listening to, watching what God's doing and going, okay, I can see that these people are giving of their life and pouring into the hundreds of people sitting around me. And and it, I'm not a rocket scientist by any means, but I, I did notice like, okay, there's a pouring out happening here. There's something very <laughs> intentional that's happening. And so... Um, you know, Jesus said, I will give you the keys to the kingdom. And that's actually what I'm going to be talking about at Wealth Builders is um, awesome. unlocking, um, un understanding God's favor and starting to unlock these kingdom principles because there is an unlocking of there them. Jesus, there's a reason Jesus said, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. I love that. The binding and the loosing. And so um, I learned those things really practically at Wealth Builders. Um, and so I would encourage you guys, if you can come, or if you're in Colorado and you come, I know a lot of you guys are um, all over the country. So if you can um, listen, it's really, really phenomenal. Yeah, so I am really excited about Wealth Builders and uh, Billy and Becky, obviously, and, and Billy was on, yeah. I think, last week yeah. or something. So Wealth Builders is an organization that Billy and Becky put together that they were called to. Matter of fact, there's a very long prophetic word to them that as a, a leader in the organization, I study and I just want to make sure I'm in line with God. But really, it's teaching uh, people like us to um, pursue building wealth for purposes of the kingdom. Amen. And one of the things that I, I was in church, you know, at a a faith church and Billy said too, like, we know we've heard for years that God wants us to prosper, but nobody was out there telling us how to. Exactly. So that's where wealth builders is really different because wealth builders not only teaches you, of course, God wants you to prosper, but we give you the how to's. And we do that in three areas, uh, mainly through real estate, actually four areas, real estate, business, personal growth, and then investments. And so when you come and be a part of the Wealth Builders Conference, you are coming together with what we say, people that hear the sound in the spirit. Okay. There is a sound in the spirit. It's like a dog whistle sure. that God is calling people. I'm amazed at the people that are being called to build wealth for purposes of the kingdom. And they're, they're literally coming to Wealth Builders. Nope. So if you come and be a part of that, I assure you that you will um, attend that weekend 
uh, and leave really almost a different person. You will be so encouraged and you'll receive some things from the Lord and you'll you'll really be equipped to go forward into building wealth. So to learn more about it, you can go to wealthbuilders.org forward slash events. Get registered. If you can't be here in person, you can join us on live stream. Again, wealthbuilders.org forward slash events. Yep. Amen. I plug it wholeheartedly. I will tell you that um, they're not trying to get something from you. This isn't some subscription-based, you know, wackadoo thing that's, you know, going to send you a, you know, a scripture once a week and try to get you to subscribe. I will tell you that they're not trying to get something from you, they're trying to get something to you. Um, you know, Jesus said you got to count the costs if you're going to go on this journey. He said you need to count the costs. Um, he told that to his disciples, and um, it's more expensive if you're not equipped. I promise you, it's more expensive if you're not equipped. <laughs> um, and I don't mean that tangibly, like monetary. I mean, like even from a heart perspective, if you're not uh, if you're not in tuned to the principles that God has set forth. Like gravity is a principle, guys. If we fall off a building, God's not going to stop gravity before we hit the ground, right? Gravity can kill you. It, it's understanding the laws and the principles that God has has um, has really ordained over the earth and giving and receiving, right? The 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 law of multiplication, you know, the law mm-hmm. of attraction. Learning these things, not this like not lay, name it and claim it, you know, wacky. Got to have an S class Mercedes. I'm all for S class Mercedes, to be honest with you. But that's not the thing, right? The thing is the Father's heart and pursuing and watching Him do amazing things in our lives. So um, it's it is um, it's like the launch pad. It really is. It's so good. I love it's it. so good, and I'm glad you said laws because uh, Billy teaches on the laws of wealth. Yep. And I, I've never heard anybody teach Agreed, on these things that Billy is. And we actually have a new product that he taught a 14 uh, video series. We've got a workbook called the Triple X Factor, which yep. is all about the laws of wealth. Yep. And uh, yeah, I really believe you'll be blessed. So if your heart is like, yeah, I want to build wealth for the purposes of the kingdom. I agree that I like the word launch pad. I think God has called Billy and Becky to be that launch pad. Amen. I 100% agree. It's so fun to be around it. It is, it. isn't it? We love it. Yeah, I love it. Karen, thanks for coming on today. Thank this you, has been Jeff. fun. This has been really, really good. Appreciate you being transparent in your story. I know there's some yeah. hard stuff there, but um, that's really powerful. Really Thank good. you. you Everybody has a story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Um, guys, I, I feel like sometimes um, when I'm just alone or Jen and I are talking and we're just praying, like I, I literally feel like I'm so blessed to be able to have this platform to speak to you guys. I'm so blessed to be able to have um connected and 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 share relationships with people that um have so much impact and influence and and really um it's not about their impact and their influence it's about it's about co-laboring with god and understanding that you know we talk about this in sunday school growing up but it's um that we want god's will done on this earth your kingdom come you'll your will be done on earth as it is in heaven and somehow that doesn't translate to our daily lives. And even though we may want it to, we just don't understand practically how. And so um, if I can play any part in helping you um, jump in or, and, and get to a place where um, you can start walking this journey with your father who is with you even now, I mean, he's always with you. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you, uh, but getting tuned into that and really having impact is, it is the greatest. It, I'll finish with by saying this, when you look at these people and Karen and I are talking about these wise older people yes. that are older than us, they're, they're, um, they're, they're mentoring. If you notice that their number one passion is pouring into 
the younger people. They're, they're, they've gotten to a, a later stage in their race and they're realizing that the value is in you, not in the next thing. The things just happen because they're stewarding what they have in their hand and God is continuing to promote them. But they're, they're trying to pour into you and they're trying to pour into me. And so all we're doing is becoming receptive of it and, and tuning in and, and tuning our hearts into what God would have for us. So um, I hope this blessed you. Um, I believe that it did. Um, I believe that uh, the Built for a Purpose podcast is, is really tuning you in and aligning you with your call and your purpose. That's my heart for you. When we pray for you, that's that's what we're believing for is God's going to do amazing things. Thank you for joining us on today's Built for a Purpose podcast. We'll see you next week.